Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. So many expressions are used in the New Testament to describe the followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. At Antioch, we were first called Christians. We are called fishers of men. We're the soldiers in Ephesians 6, fighting the good fight of faith. But my attention is drawn to Ephesians 2, a King James word. We are called the Lord's workmanship. Another translation says we are his masterpiece. I love in the area that I live in Galveston. It's called Bishop's Palace. It was built in the 1800s by a cotton and railroad magnate, Colonel Gresham. No expense was spared in its construction. It's Texas granite, white and red limestone on the outside, rosewood, satinwood, white mahogany, oak, maple, insets on the inside, a grand central staircase. Light filtered through stained glass. Lovely furnishings complete that palace. It's a masterpiece of construction. But the bishop's palace was one of the few buildings to survive the great storm of 1900, still America's greatest natural disaster. It became a rallying place for people during that storm, a refuge, was sold to the Galveston-Houston Diocese in 1923, and it became the bishop's residence until the early 60s when it became a museum. But a few years back, millions of dollars had to be spent to restore that masterpiece. It was a complete restoration. I love that word, restoration. Rather than throwing it away, we're going to restore it. Rather than trading it in for a newer model, we're going to restore it. Rather than throwing away and discarding a relationship, a person, we're going to restore that person into the presence of God and His desire for their lives. Hello, this is Ken Gurley, and on Daily Devotion this week, we're discussing restoration. And indeed, if you and I are His workmanship, we are His masterpiece then we recognize that no matter how carefully we treat it, masterpieces can be damaged, some by accident, occasionally by design. It's become vogue for people to seek to destroy masterpieces in museums. You've seen the stories. Some are cutting the canvases with knives. Others are using spray paint. Others are defacing invaluable items, actually gluing themselves to the masterpieces. So much so that these masterpieces, these works of art, are actually being hidden away, away from the eyes, away from the vandals, away from those who would try to destroy them. We don't need to go to fine arts museums to see defaced masterpieces because the faces of humanity are filled with those who once had great hope, once to aspire to do great things and to accomplish many dreams, but fell short. These are masterpieces that need restoration. Maybe in a moment of transparent honesty, we would admit that when we look in the mirror, 
we see a disfigured masterpiece. We see our images set against the sublime image of what might have been. We live in the realm of couldas and wouldas and shouldas. We need to be restored. God creates masterpieces. Ephesians 2.10, we are his workmanship. We are his masterpiece. The first book of the Bible tells us that God created man in his own image. A lot of controversy about what that means, but let me just say it like this. You're not junk. He spoke the sun and the moon and the stars into existence. He spoke the earth, the seas and atmospheres into being. He spoke the plants, the fish, the birds, and animals into existence. But not so with you and me. He got his hands dirty. He sculpted man from the red dirt, and he breathed into man's nostrils the breath of life. And from man's side emerged woman. You are not an afterthought with God. You're not a rusted relic in the junkyard of life. You are his prized possession. Let me read this in Ephesians 2.10, New Living Translation. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. For we are God's masterpiece. Not a masterpiece that hangs on a wall, not a sculpted statue that stands on a pedestal, but a living, breathing, worshiping, masterpiece, ready to do the Lord's bidding. It's the opening of the Westminster Confession. The chief end of man is to glorify God and to enjoy his presence forever. You were created to bring glory to God. You were created to enjoy his presence forever. You are God's trophy. You are his most treasured possession. But sometimes a masterpiece can grow damaged. Earthly life can deface the original design. I didn't say people, although people can contribute to it. I didn't say problems, although problems can alter it. I didn't say circumstances, although they surely have their part in it. I just said life, earthly life under the sun. Since man's fall in the garden, this is no longer a perfect world. We hold the actual while reaching for the ideal. We walk through valleys looking for the mountaintops. We live amid trials, hoping for a triumph. We labor, we strive, we work. The best is something sought, but seemingly rarely caught. Even masterpieces by today's standard, they have a dilemma attached to them. Leonardo da Vinci's famous Mona Lisa is so covered with layers of varnish and dust that its original beauty escapes. It can barely be seen. But it's allowed to stay that way, partly because people are accustomed to seeing it in that fashion. That's what life does. It covers us with layers of neglect built up over time. Cares of life, worries, stress, shellac the original colors out of our lives. Life under the sun can disfigure us. Poor choices overshadow us, and the vibrancy gets lost. Like geological strata, life builds layers and layers upon our lives. God is not content with this. He refuses to let us remain in that shape. After all, 
He's in the restoration business. How does God restore a life? I look to art restorer Christine Dalton, who restored reproductions commissioned by a Russian czar in the Frick Fine Art Cloisters in Pittsburgh. How did she do it? Her techniques are illustrative of how the master remakes and restores a masterpiece. First of all, it requires a good cleansing. When Christine Dalton restores a masterpiece, she works with cotton swabs soaked in specific solvents to slowly and gently clean the entire surface. It may take her weeks or months, but the master will gradually remove layer by layer of soot, grime, rosins, and varnish. The master will not stop until the masterpiece is thoroughly cleansed. In Paul's message to the Colossians, he reminded them of how Jesus Christ had brought new life to each of them, that they had been set in high places, and they were instructed to seek those things which are above. But the Holy Spirit recognized that the Colossians needed a restoration, and Paul prescribed a good cleansing. Colossians 3, put off the old man. A good cleaning is needed. Put off the old man. Many people wish to be restored. Many people want change. Many want to find a new direction. But few will allow the old layers of earthly living to be stripped away. New paint can't be added until the old varnish is renewed. The new doesn't mix well with the old. Jesus taught that. A putting off of the old is needed first. So Christine, in her restoration, uses the appropriate solvent. For the filth of this world, only one solvent is necessary. Only one solvent removes stains from the canvases of our lives. Only one renders them white as snow. That is, of course, the blood of the Lord Jesus. 1 John 1, if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another in the blood of Jesus Christ. His Son cleanses us from all sin. If we want to get back to the original design, we need some cleansing. Come be washed. Come let the solvent of the blood of the Lamb remove those stains. Then the second thing Christine does in restoring a masterpiece is she endeavors to get back to the original design. She studies the painter's original design thoroughly. She examines the history, the science, the examination of brushstrokes, painting mediums, and techniques. They all merge together to give the restorer an idea of the master's original intention. Colossians 3. Not only do we put off the old man, we put on the new man, who is renewed in the knowledge according to the image of him who created him. We're getting back to the original design. To step from the dark shadows through a cleansing, step into the light to permit God to paint the colors of a sunrise over our countenance. To look into the eyes of the one who calls himself the day star. To look into the face as bright as a Galilean sunrise. To let his face shine on us. To let his image transform our image. To let the restoration take place. And then finally, the third thing that Christine does is she starts painting again, tediously, carefully. The technique is called in painting 
It's the method used to restore a masterpiece to the master's original design. We have to cooperate with the master in his makeover of the masterpiece. He doesn't just work for us, he works in us, and his hand guides our hand. His hand leads us. His spirit prompts us to address things. He's working in us. And we cooperate with his work in our lives. We have the help of the Lord, but we also involve others in the process. And this is the final step of restoration of a masterpiece. Christine Dalton does not restore a single painting without having others there watching, listening, helping, as she explains step by step what she's doing because she wants others to learn to restore. The Bible says, you who are spiritual, restore. The bishop's palace near me in Galveston has been restored. That's great. But I'm more interested in your life being restored. The king once had a son who ran from his father. He journeyed a hundred days away. His friends asked him to return. The son said, I can't. His father sent a messenger and said, son, return as far as you can, and I will come to you the rest of the way. So God says in Malachi 3, return to me, and I will return to you. There is restoration. There is a chance to return to the original design. Though you may feel scarred, marred, defaced, the master can restore the masterpiece of your life. He's still working on you. He's got good plans for you. He knows where this is going. Let him restore the masterpiece. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. Blessed, 90 Days to Change Your World is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way until we meet again.